Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 15. The chapter begins with a section entitled Clean and Unclean, and this can also be found in the Gospel of Mark. It says, Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem. Now they're coming down there because they're investigating him. And they asked, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. Now they're not suggesting they don't wash them because like actual like health cleanliness. This is like ritualistic cleanliness. Jesus replies, And why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. But you say that if a man says to his father or mother, Whatever help you might otherwise have received from me is a gift devoted to God, he is not to honor his father with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. You hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. So this is Jesus saying that Isaiah the prophet, the human, was correct in what he said over 400 years ago, and that would be in Isaiah 29:13. He said, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are but rules taught by men. Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand. What goes into a man's mouth does not make him unclean. But what comes out of his mouth, that is what makes him unclean. Then the disciples came to him and asked, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? So Jesus replied, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. Leave them. They are blind guides. If a blind man leads a blind man, both will fall into a pit. Peter said, Explain the parable to us. So Jesus said, Are you still so dull? Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and these make a man unclean. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what makes a man unclean. But eating with unwashed hands does not make him unclean. Now, the next section in this chapter is entitled The Faith of the Canaanite Woman. This can also be found in the Gospel of Mark. So it says, leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to a region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. So this is a Canaanite, but she recognizes who Jesus is and calls him the son of David. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. This is a lot like the pearls given to swine, but he's basically saying to the pagans who don't truly receive who the Lord is. Don't give them the things of value. 
But she responds, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table, meaning she's willing to take anything that Jesus would be willing to give her. So Jesus answered, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted and her daughter was healed from that very hour. Now, the next section is entitled, Jesus Feeds the 4,000. And we just read in the last chapter in Matthew 14 about Jesus feeding the 5,000. And remember that there were 12 baskets left over of bread. And now in this case, he's going to feed the 4,000. It says, Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up on a mountainside and sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and they laid them at his feet, and he healed them. The people were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled made well, the lame walking, the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. His disciples answered, Where could we get enough bread in this remote place to feed such a crowd? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied, and a few small fish. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, and when he had given thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples. They, in turn, gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was 4,000 besides women and children. After Jesus had sent the crowd away, he got into the boat and went to the vicinity of Magdon. Now, in this case, he fed 4,000. In the previous case, 5,000. In both cases, there was an abundance left over. The first time, 12 basketfuls this time seven basketfuls in both cases completeness and Jesus is going to explain that to us now in chapter 16 it begins with the demand for a sign the Pharisees and Sadducees came to Jesus and tested him by asking him to show them a sign from heaven he replied when evening comes you say it will be fair weather for the sky is red and in the morning today it will be stormy for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a miraculous sign, but none will be given except for the sign of Jonah. Then Jesus left them and went away. And remember, we discussed the sign of Jonah in Matthew 12. So then it says, The yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, Verse 5, when they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. Be careful, Jesus said to them. Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They discussed this among themselves and said, It is because we didn't bring any bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked, You of little faith, why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the five thousand? And how many basketfuls you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the four thousand and how many basketfuls you gathered? How is it you don't understand that I was not talking to you about bread? But be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. 
Then they understood that he was not telling them to guard against the yeast used in bread, but against the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And that's Matthew explaining what Jesus was saying, understanding that the half-truths, the culture they've been teaching, is not from the Word of God. The next part of this chapter is entitled, Peter's Confession of Christ, can also be found in Mark and Luke. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. So Jesus calls him Peter. It means, Petros means rock or stone. He's saying, I will build my church on this rock, on this faith that you are the Christ, you are the son of the living God. Then he says in 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. The next portion of the chapter is entitled Jesus predicts his death. You can find this also in the gospel of Mark and the gospel of Luke. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. So Jesus is telling them what's going to happen. But Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord. He said, this shall never happen to you. Because in the flesh, in the physical, Peter doesn't want this to happen to Jesus. He loves him. He cares for him. He doesn't want to see him endure this. But Jesus responds. He says to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. So on one hand, he says, Peter, rock. I'm going to build my church on the faith and the declaration of truth that you just said. But then he turns and says, get behind me, Satan, because you don't have your mind on the things of God, but the things of men. And so Peter understood then that this isn't about the things that we see. It's asking the Lord what it is that he sees. Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me, will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory and with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. I tell you the truth, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. And that was the end of chapter 16. We will pick up next time in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 17.